You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 198. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and hey there, you amazing human. It is just Angie from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent four and five-figure months and on to six and seven-plus figure years without burning out in the process. Today, today is a great episode. Why? Because this episode is with the most amazing and delicious human, Michelle from Aussie Bizchick. And we're going to be digging into how in just 14 months, she went from zero members slash subscription boxes up to 750 at time of recording. And she is well on her way of having a thousand subscription boxes and memberships by June. I mean, how absolutely epic is that? In today's episode, we're going to be chatting about how did she even come up with this idea? Why did she decide to include a subscription box and membership together? We're going to talk about her visibility strategy and how she's been able to go from zero to almost a thousand subscription boxes per month and memberships. We're going to talk about what was what are the benefits. We're going to talk about what she found difficult. She's also going to walk you through some key questions to ask yourself if you're thinking about adding this type of business model into your overall business. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by my four-week mini mastermind. My four-week mini mastermind is for women in business who want to go from stuck to unstuck, who want to gain the clarity and strategy they need to move them forward, to help them step out of their comfort zone and get these amazing women like you ready to step up and be more profitable. There are only eight spots available for my May intake. And I can tell you, we we sell out within typically 36 hours whenever I launch this. Here's what's included in my four-week mini mastermind. We're going to do four weekly live two-hour group coaching calls where you will get a dedicated certain amount of time to be able to come to me with your individual business struggles, and I will coach you through those. You're also going to get a private Facebook support group for daily support. We're also going to have one-week private boxer coaching with me. You're also going to be accessing the mindset group coaching session, and we're also going to have a VIP welcome party. This is going to happen every Thursday is when the mini mastermind will be going for the month of May. So if this is something you're interested in, I would strongly encourage you to reach out to me on Instagram, send me an email at info.angelahenderson.com.au and let's secure one of these eight spots for you. You see the key benefits of a mastermind is that it will expand your skills to grow your business. It will help you get focus and clarity. It will extend your network and will help to assist keeping you accountable and giving you the support that you need. All right, now let's get into today's awesome episode. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I mean, we connected last year when you were kind of in the infancy stages and we did some work together late last year. And it has just been such a pleasure to see you to go from strength to strength. You have this warmth and this generosity, but also this magnetic energy that people want to be within your, like your field within touch. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. 
That is the nicest intro ever. <laughs> well, no, so I, I mean it. Like I said, I just love your infectious you. to be around. And when you watch your Instagram stories or just follow you over on Instagram or your reels, there's something, like I said, it's like a magnet. It draws people in. And because especially, I mean, I think you've probably always been like this, but if you think about what you consume on the internet and with everything that's going on in the world, sometimes, well, not sometimes, 99% of what we're consuming is just like this downy Debbie Downer type energy right but when I look at your stuff I'm like oh I get my daily dose of Michelle yep great do you know what I mean and I also get you know great valuable information about what's going on in the entrepreneur space but obviously about your subscriptions and your membership so yes no I just love seeing you yeah go from strength to strength so super excited to have you here today now my first question that I always like to ask guests is always a bit of a fun question so that the audience gets to know you a little bit better. So my question, which I don't know if you saw me giggling when you initially came on board, we were talking about dogs. And I was like, oh, she doesn't know that I've done some research. So my first question to you is Snickers, right? You have a brand new puppy that is just beyond adorable. So my first question to you is, where did the name Snickers come from and what breed is Snickers? All right. So Snickers is a cavoodle. Mm-hmm. So literally he was bred to just sit on your lap and do nothing <laughs> all day. <laughs> and he's hypoallergenic. So that's good for Luke because he is allergic to dogs and the name. Okay. So you know how you tag your friends on uh Facebook when a meme comes up and the meme was literally like um name your dog after your favorite chocolate or something like that mm-hmm. and Luke tagged me and he was like Snickers and I was like yeah that's cute he totally looks like a Snickers so <laughs> it was a Facebook meme mm-hmm. <laughs> that helped us come up with the name Snickers like I, I originally had Milo because mm-hmm. I love Milo drinks mm-hmm. I see <laughs> a theme right here chocolate chocolate and chocolate Chocolate. yes so but then uh, and then Luke was like no there's too many Milo dogs in the world let's do look at this meme we're doing Snickers that's our next favorite chocolate pod Snickers yeah so so that's where the Snickers name came from yeah so Caboodle (laughs) and Snickers so obviously I, I would say cat lover versus dog lover, but I think we've got that summed up that you are team dog Snickers all the way. And yes, like I said, again, watching the little stories of Snickers falling into the, you could say holding a very special place into your heart. You can just yes. see the warmth and love that you have for that little one. So Snickers, great tick, but Snickers isn't and hasn't been in the equation yet when it comes to subscription boxes and the membership that you've created. So I want to go back a little bit before we get into this. And I want you to tell us a little bit about where did you start in business and where are you today? Mm, So when it comes to business, you know, it's funny, I did this real way back. It went super viral where I talked about how I tried to start two businesses before Aussie Biz Chick and they did it work out and that's okay I learned from those mm-hmm. and then Aussie Biz Chic happened and that was the one that really worked with my passion I was passionate about it was something I could see myself doing every day and mm-hmm. it's actually really interesting I always get asked like oh how'd you come up with the idea and for me it actually started with the business model and I I wake up every morning and I look at the news and I love reading articles. I love listening to podcasts. And one of the things that came up was how subscription boxes and people really wanted to learn and get subscription boxes delivered monthly to their box. And it's up and coming in Australia because Mm -hmm. in the US and in the UK, 
absolutely huge. Go over there. There's a subscription box for every niche you can think of, right? And I was like, Hmm. Uh, right now in Australia, I've only seen some beauty ones. You know, you've got the Dollar Shave Club one here. And I was like, I want to do something for me. I want to do something. Where, uh, what would I like to get month to month? And so I love to read. So I'm mm-hmm. a huge reader and <laughs> I love stationery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love stationery. And when I came into the entrepreneur space, when I found this amazing space, I was like, I want to make something for these these women that we can love and we can learn from because at the end of the day that's what we want to do we want to upskill we want to learn how to grow our business and that's Mm -hmm. where kind of the box came from but it's really interesting I actually started with the model first Mm -hmm. and kind of then found the niche and then kind of worked in the product and service knowing what you know the niche's problem was Mm -hmm. and what can I provide to help you know, with their problems. Yep. And so for you, I mean, listen, we were talking about this before we hit record. You've gone from zero people buying your subscription (laughs) slash membership box going all the way to 750 members in just 14 months. I mean, that's pretty magical. And at time of recording, you're due to hit, again, your projection is to hit about a thousand members, right? Uh Buying your subscription boxes every month around June-ish. I mean, that's a pretty phenomenal growth rate for a small amount of time. But as you said, you were really clever. You explored what was going on in the Australian market because Obviously, to try and ship products overseas can be quite expensive. And then, again, you've got that risk that people may not buy going overseas, but looking at the local Australian market. But one of the things that you also looked at doing for those that were wearing is like she's incorporated stationery and a whole bunch of variety of other really great tools from a physical product perspective. But you also incorporated a bit of a twist. And that twist was you were like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm also going to incorporate a membership with your monthly cost. Tell us why did you decide to incorporate both? Yeah, so the online membership component is, you know, a learning hub where it's got templates and we invite, you know, special speakers on. So we had Ange on um, last year, did amazing workshop around business strategy. And again, it harps back to the niche, so the target market. And we all love the masterclasses, right? We love attending. We love um learning new things. We love templates. We love getting content prompts and ideas. So it was an absolute no brainer to have that as a value add on, because at the end of the day, you know, nobody stays subscribed to something just for products, right? It's always about the outcome. And it was a no brainer for me being entrepreneurs. And I also actually caught up with a fellow entrepreneur And I asked her these questions. I'm like, what would you find really helpful? And that was like, yeah, I'd love some templates. I love some extra things to help me, you know, run my business. That's not necessarily just a physical product, but also that online component. And no matter what kind of service you have, like another one was um, a dog subscription box. They had a 24-7 help line service. So if you have questions about your puppy and, you know, you could just ask Um, the helpline service. There was another one where it was like, you know, if you're a cooking subscription box, the online component is recipes or tutorials. So Mm -hmm. there's always a really great twist and it's just a great value add-on to -hmm. what you can do. And also I have to say, it's not as much overhead as well. You know, when you do physical products, right, you've got Mm -hmm. quite a bit of overhead, but with the digital, it's like you have to pay for the system and maybe sourcing the the products and taking uh, sourcing the learning content and creating the content but it's just such 
great value for the person, mm-hmm. regardless of like, you know, how much you've spent on it on the physical goods, but that online component is just such a good value add. Yep. I love it because again, like you said, you were hitting a problem and most people, especially in this day and age where we are more connected than ever before. So what we think people are more disconnected than ever before. Mm. And in the entrepreneur space, it it can be a very lonely road, right? Again, you're one of the rare is in like your partner works with you, right? But again, most of us, our partners really don't give a fuck what we're talking about. They just Mm -hmm. nod, they shake, same with family members. Or we're dealing with awkward Christmas conversations. So how's that? Oh my goodness! Do, right. Um, at one yes. stage, I had well, I've had family members going like, "Are you selling drugs? Like, how do you make this much?" Like, I'm just like, okay, they really don't care, or they get a little bit jealous about what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're in that space, a lot of times women are like, "Okay, I want to work with you, but do you have like something I can do that's got community too?" And I'm like, "Yes, 100%." Because they just don't want to hear my voice the whole time. That will work for a little while, but they also want to know that they're not the only ones experiencing the same thing. So that you adding that element of membership, I would replace that with community, right? Absolutely. Yes, it's a learning yes. hub, but it's in conjunction with being surrounded by other people who get what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And we have a, a private group where all the members kind of chime in. They talk about, hey, I've just like um, done this website. What do you guys think of it? Absolutely. Like ask for that feedback. And it's great because people don't feel so alone. Mm-hmm. And as you said, like, honestly, it's just so funny. Like went to Christmas and um, my aunt was like, I know I've asked you this before, but can you like tell me again what you do? What exactly is your <laughs> is your box so I totally get you there it's like oh my goodness like again like it's like they're doing the nice thing they want to like how are you but they really are like I don't care next right (laughs) so now to go from zero to 750 what I often talk about the podcast and with the clients that I work with is that creating visibility you have to create a visibility strategy right like I don't care if you're selling subscription boxes memberships pens paper I don't care but if you don't have people to sell to and you try and put something out there, you're not going to make any money and you're more likely going to end up in the nine to five. And as I say often is there's only three ways to gain visibility, organic visibility, partnership visibility, or paid visibility. So I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about what have you specifically done to increase your visibility to get in front of all of these women at 750 people per month moving to a thousand. Tell us a little bit about what your visibility strategy has looked like. Yeah, absolutely. And I can break it down into those three components exactly because I have something running in each of those, which is really imperative. Mm -hmm. So number one, when it comes to the organic strategy, at the end of the day, my box is very aesthetically Mm -hmm. pleasing to look at. And it's kind of like the hook, Mm -hmm. the box, the look of the box itself. So it was a no-brainer for me for Instagram and TikTok organically Mm -hmm. to get on there. So I'm a lot more consistent on Instagram. I'm not talking about page yet, Mm -hmm. but Instagram, I'm consistent. I'm going on stories. I'm engaging with people there. TikTok, I'm not as consistent, but if you can get one to two videos to pop pop off on there, Mm -hmm. um, it's like a great kind of top of funnel, marketing funnel, streaming down, and you can start nurturing those people through your lead magnets and getting their emails and everything like that Mm -hmm. and email marketing them. Mm -hmm. So Instagram and TikTok are big ones for me. Partnerships, me coming on this podcast right now, Mm -hmm. right? 
Angela's audience is going to be like, hey, okay, Aussie Biz Chick, mm-hmm. right? Doing um, giveaway collabs. So I've worked with uh, Lisa. So, and, um, you know, I've done like uh, with the social impact, we've done a joint giveaway, right? Mm-hmm. So leveraging other audiences. Mm-hmm. The other thing, I don't know if you put this under partnerships, but um, referrals are big as well. So I've really um, gotten in, like, so I do cards. So you know how HelloFresh Mm-hmm. do the cards mm-hmm. I was like that's a genius now I put cards in the box and that's upped my referrals now mm-hmm. and there's no cost to that right really mm-hmm. because people are referring and then when it comes to the paid um at the end of the day for me it's the Facebook ads so it's kind of like a helping hand for me so it just helps my product get in front of more eyeballs it puts it in front of my audience for a cost so it's like a helping hand for me and usually with ads it's like whatever kind of content does really well organically and in terms of selling the product so not any trending stuff okay more selling the product if it does really really well if I put it to an ad it really works well and I talk about my intro video I've used that for two and a half two years now I think as an ad and it hasn't become stale like Mm -hmm. it's just been a massive game changer for me in terms of scaling Mm -hmm. uh, the box and then the other thing I wanted to do this year is add in another channel so I've been testing out TikTok ads and a consistent influencer strategy Mm -hmm. but I'll keep you updated on that if you follow me on Instagram I'll keep you updated on how those two other channels go but Mm -hmm. I'm always testing new things but yeah those are my main kind of visibility channels I'm using at the moment. Women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day women in business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, Interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. Twelve speakers have already been announced, with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Now, you used the key word, which I was just about to say, so I'm glad you segmented that nicely, is testing. Yes. There's this notion with women, when they first come to me and want to start working with me, they're like, they'd, like I'm going to do one lead magnet and my work is done. Mm, it doesn't work like that because that one lead magnet might work really well, but then you might exhaust your audience and they're ready for the next thing, or they might not need help with that. So they need something else. Right. And so the ability to be able to test constantly is so important. So again, and I'm also big about don't change something that's not broken. So if your ad, for example, you may have been running it for the last two years, but it's not broken keep it going, right? Let it live as long as you can. And I just put this down to the essence of you don't necessarily need more. You don't have to overcomplicate things, but you have to be willing to adapt and change and pivot when necessary, which comes down to the testing phase. Would you agree or disagree? No, absolutely. I agree. And as you were saying, yes, I'm using the intro video, but in parallel, I'm testing other things. I'm Mm -hmm. testing new content. I'm testing the TikTok. 
I've tested goo. Like you just have to keep, it's like a cycle and you'll find what works that might keep working for a while, but make sure you're still testing new things and trying out new things. And if it doesn't work, okay, it doesn't work. At least you've tested it now Mm -hmm. and you know. It might work a bit later. Maybe it's just the audience, right? Maybe I have to change the messaging a bit here. And you're absolutely right with the lead magnet. Like for me, I had a lead magnet at the start, which was how to grow organic Instagram following. And that was really, really great. Um, But then like I changed it because I'm more of a product. I was like, okay, how is a giveaway going to go? And that worked a lot better. But I still use that lead magnet, you know, in my nurturing series, Mm -hmm. if I DM people, you know, I'm like, Hey, if you want to check this out, you can, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm always testing new things and you're absolutely right. You can't just, you know, stay the same, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got to keep learning and got to keep testing new things if you ever want to move forward. And I would say, so there might be people out there going, Oh, well, well, Jesus, you're on Instagram, regular feed, you're (laughs) on this, you're on Facebook. Listen, I want to say to everyone that's listening is we don't all start like that. And I always often say is don't compare our chapter 48 with your chapter one. Mm. All right. Is typically what I see is I say to people, choose one platform, execute it and do it well. Understand that each platform and even within platforms, the strategies are different. Posting on Instagram feed is a very different strategy to how you do stories and a very different strategy to how you do reels because it's the way people are consuming content. So instead of you thinking, shit, now I've got to be on Instagram and all three of these things, what I say is choose the one thing, posting stories or reels that lights you up and is easy. And then know you can layer and sprinkle once you got one strategy down. But often I see so many women that come to me is that they're just throwing spaghetti at a wall and mm. trying to do everything because that's what they see others do. And they're comparing their chapter one with someone else's bigger chapter. So again, just know if for those listening, give yourself permission that you You don't have to go and do organic partnership and paid. Find what works for you now, sprinkle it, and then layer. Because again, Rome wasn't built in a day is what I say often. Yeah, absolutely. For those businesses who, do you know what I mean, there will be benefits that you have seen to business, right? When having the subscription and membership. Can you talk a little bit about what benefits have you seen by having this business model? Yeah, what I love about this business model is the recurring revenue aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of the times, whether you're an e-commerce and, you know, or you're a service space with maybe just a course, you're really hoping that you can get some repeat purchases, right? You And you still got to go out there and maybe retarget them, uh, make sure you keep nurturing them and emailing them like, hey, remember you bought this from me? Like you can buy from me again, mm-hmm. you know, with the subscription, if you can get them to subscribe straight away, that's one acquisition cost for that person for the length of how long they're going to stay with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. And I also think as well with the recurring revenue model, it was a lot easier for me to kind of work out what to pay myself mm-hmm. month to month, um, you know, the stock levels, what revenue I was going to make. And you know what I love too, because if I was to stop everything today, marketing, I wasn't going to start using Facebook ads. I couldn't acquire like new members, right? I've just gone off the pl- you know, face of the planet, I still have those members now, let's say there's 750 members now that are going to renew next month. So that's what I love about kind of nurturing that ongoing relationship. And right now, subscribing to things is not as scary as it used to be. Like, look at Netflix, like, look at all the apps you can subscribe to now. And even on Amazon, 
You know, you can subscribe to things now. Like when you go onto a product, it's going to give you a subscribe option, mm-hmm. right? When you, If you want to work with Ange more ongoing rather than just buying a course, you can go to her mastermind or her membership. Mm-hmm. So many coaches now are having memberships to give that ongoing value. And mm-hmm. um, that's what's really, really great. But more so the, yeah, the recurring revenue model, you really want to get that that model in, in my opinion, yeah. And what have you seen in your last little while? What have some of the difficult parts been with having a subscription and a membership? I think definitely when you first start doing it, there can be a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. So especially with the subscription box, you know, you're working with many different suppliers. You need to be organized, really organized. So, you know, in the beginning for me, I might have made maybe been uh, organized for about three months with suppliers. Because I'm doing 850 plus, I need to be six to 12 months in advance to organize. Mm-hmm. And that still goes for the online component too. You know, I can't just message Angie and go, hey, can you do a masterclass next week? Mm-hmm. For me, <laughs> like, no way. So you have to be super organized. And with the online component, if you're creating the content, you know, you need to set time aside to create the content. And, you know, even for me, when I'm creating content for the learning hub, I I get procrastinating sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so that can be a bit of a challenge where you need to just sit down and work on that content and and get it up there. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I always hear people saying, especially with the online component, oh my God, I need to have so many resources. Like I've got to just put so much stuff in there. And I'm like, whoa, you don't want to overwhelm you know, your subscribers, right? So just take it slow, take it easy and you can kind of grow and you get better as you keep going and you listen to what your members are saying and what they need. And sometimes they don't need 50 different types of templates. Maybe they just need one really good video of you explaining how to do something, Mm -hmm. right? So I think at the start, when it comes to that online membership, can be a lot of moving parts. You might have to be a bit disciplined to create that content and make sure you're organized, getting in touch with speakers or doing the content. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think that's a challenge. What would you say when it comes to churn? So churn can be a challenge too, right? So for those people who that don't know, do you want to explain a little bit about what churn means and how you have dealt with that in the last little while? Yeah. So churn is when you get members who cancel. And I want to say something here as well. I think when you first start, if somebody cancels, you feel like it might be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I I literally felt like that. I was like, my product's bad and blah, blah, blah. But as long as your churn is, I'd say, under the 10% mark, you're okay. You're always going to get churn in a membership. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is have those savers. So, you know, I have different cancellation savers depending on the reason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, if people uh, haven't like read the book, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, what about a bi-monthly option? Mm-hmm. Or if somebody cancels and go, you know, I really, really like the books. I don't, I'm getting too many products. I actually offer then a mini where they just get the book. Mm-hmm. So think of some savers that can, you know, give them kind of the option to kind of go a different route with your membership. Mm -hmm. But also you're just going to get people who just, it's not for them. Mm -hmm. 
and that's okay. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, product can't be for everybody. Well, and, yeah. and regardless of its subscription or not, it's just about with churn. It's just about one of those things is when people start off in members, you might have 10 new people join and one or two leave, right? And they start to freak out going, oh my God, right? And so I wanted to just to highlight that is no matter what you're going to have churn, right? It's about monitoring that because if you have a high churn, then something's probably wrong with your product or membership, right? But it's it's there, but it is something to be mindful of from not necessarily a negative, um, it's depending on how you look at it, but it's part of business that has to be considered when you're running this type of model. Yeah. And always ask why, why did they cancel? Just always ask. And like, you know, sometimes I still actually like get in touch with them personally and go, can you explain more about this reason? And this just helps me to make sure I can improve the membership. And it's all about thinking positively, a spin on it, just what feedback can you get from them? So yeah, churn is so normal. Now for those out there that are like, ooh, this subscription slash membership combo, right? With the twist, I'm kind of excited to know, you know, potentially are they thinking about how could this look for my business? Can you walk us through your process for exploring this as an option for those out there that are like, where could I even start exploring if this is viable for me? Yeah. You know, I always say, especially if you already have an established audience already, whether it be service or e-commerce, ask, ask your, your audience and go, Hey, I have this idea. It's going to solve this. So you always start with what it's going to solve and just get kind of the feedback. So in the beginning for me, you know, when I was building out my Instagram, I did a giveaway and I said, you can get an extra entry if you filled out this survey. And in this survey, I asked things like, what's your greatest problem right now? Hey, you know, I'm coming out with a subscription box. What products would you like in there? Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got, I'm thinking of an online component. Would you use this mm-hmm. if I had these in it? And I just, I just asked. So mm-hmm. ask your audience and kind of get a gauge. And, you know, sometimes maybe the online membership is not what they're looking for at the moment, but that's okay. Start off with the box, then add that in later down the track. But I actually just started with it because I surveyed the audience I was growing and they said yes to mm-hmm. the online component. And I usually, I love the twist because it just adds, like I said before, that value adding, but always go back to asking your audience. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something else that I would say is regardless of one of the things that I do with e-com or service-based businesses is ask, but also check yourself because there are sometimes people who are just looking at an easy win and wanting an easy fix, right? And if you're chasing the dollar versus doing something that lights you up, excites you, gets you out of bed every day, you're happy to show up, you're happy to keep your energy, it will fail. Mm-hmm. It will eventually end up failing because you will resent getting yes. out of bed. Your burnout level will increase. And I've noticed that people, the further burnt out you are, the further unaligned you are. The more aligned you are, the less burnout you are. So again, just side note, if you're currently sitting there burnt the fuck out, I would say check your alignment, not just with business, because alignment comes with energy, spirituality, uh, business, home, community, right? There's a whole variety of things. So again, regardless of what type of product you're creating, in addition to asking, I would also say check your alignment piece, because if it's not aligned or you start to feel yuck and you check yourself physiologically, you'll know intuitively if it's the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, what you said before, if you're doing something and it's just not bringing you joy, you're not going to keep doing that. You're, mm-hmm. you're just absolutely, you don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Like, so yeah, yeah, I, that's actually such a great bit of advice. Now for those businesses 
who are like, ooh, subscription model, tell me a little bit more, or hey, I'd love to buy your subscription box. How can these amazing humans connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Aussie Biz Chick. And so I do all things tips for growing a subscription box as well. I've just actually about to launch round two of how to launch your own subscription box. So we had 70 people join the very first round and we've got some great results from those uh, ladies, which is like, it blows my mind that they did that course and they've gotten like sold out their first month, which is insane. And also there's the Aussie Biz Chick box. So if you love to read, so make sure you love to read, <laughs> love to read books and kind of upskill through reading books and you love stationery. You can also find my unboxings and everything like that at aussiebizchick.com.au. Then fantastic. Now Yay. I've got one final question before we wrap up. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started off in business? What do I know now that I wish I knew? I definitely say for me, not everything has to, well actually you don't have to strive for perfection like a hundred percent like when I started out I couldn't post something or I didn't want something in the box because I felt like it just wasn't a hundred percent I would get really stressed over it like I said when I got a cancellation I was like my product sucks but you just got to realize that as long as you know you're if you're getting something out there and it's not even a hundred percent it could be like 60 to 80 percent that's helping somebody, right? And they're not going to know that you felt like you didn't do it to 100%. They're going to be so ecstatic with what you're bringing out into the world because they've bought from you. They believe in you. They believe your product and service is helping them. So just don't be too hard on yourself. And yeah, I think with a membership, with the chair, with the cancellation, that's inevitable. It's going to happen, but just keep moving forward and think about your customers and just making sure you're providing them with the best possible experience. And don't, yeah, check yourself. Don't feel like you have to be a hundred percent all the time. Dude, I love it. Absolutely love it. Now, listen, as always, it is so fun being able to hang out with you and just get to see you. And I can't wait till one day when we're live and I can give you a big squeeze. But for now, before we sign off, just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And for you amazing person who's just been hanging out with Michelle and I today, have an amazing day. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.